When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go there if you want to get a extensive preview of what might unfold today on Grand Prix Day. Yes, million dollars in stakes. Actually, more than that uh, as we go around eight times at Group 1 level at Addington this afternoon. First race goes at 12.20, the last being the Livermore New Zealand trotting free-for-all, the last of eight Group 1s on the day at four minutes past five. Plenty of information coming up on the show for you, including a chat with the champion Rainsman and trainer Mark Purden very shortly about the All-Stars team. Of course, he has the second favourite now for the Garrard's New Zealand derby in Don't Stop Dreaming. We'll catch up uh, with the man trying to beat him, sitting in the bike anyway, Zachary Butcher. Uh, he drives Merlin in the Derby. He has Mantra Blue in the Tenet Engineering New Zealand Oaks, a race that changed considerably on Thursday with the shock scratching of Millwood Nike. We'll also talk to Mark Purden about her and how she is uh, post uh, that slight injury, which has meant that she's not in the Group 1 today. Uh, we'll catch up with uh, young gun Southern Rainsman and trainer Craig Ferguson. Multiple chances for him today, including the grey trotter in the last in Smoke and Bandar, but he trains Wagstar as well. So we'll talk to Craig about uh, his chances today. Samantha Rotley got a milestone last Sunday. Holly Highlander got the business done for her, getting her 700th career win. Beating the man we're not far away from talking to in Mark Purden on Sunny Louie. And to wrap things up here on Trot's Talk today, we'll talk to the country's leading rainsman, Blair Orange, about his chances on uh, Grand Prix Day today. But Mark Purden hopefully is standing by to talk to us about the All-Stars team today. Is he there, Robbie? Have we got M. Purden? Hello, Marcus. Hey, Greg. G'day, Mark. Thanks so much for your time this morning. A little bit of precipitation around. Is it clear where you are, and can we expect to see no more rain this afternoon? I know I'm asking you to be the weather forecaster, but I'm, I'm hoping you'll come up with the right answers. Yeah, rain's all over, um, I think, Greg, and uh, we're going to be in for a good day's racing. The track, I uh, just spoke to Chunky, and assures me the track's in perfect condition. So, uh, you know, exciting day's racing ahead of us. Yeah, I know they sealed and rolled it in preparation for a little bit of rain, but it is a great day, Mark. It's only the second running of the Grand Prix. It's the old jewels, but with the derbies for the Pacers and Trotters, the Oaks, uh, and obviously the Livermore trotting free-for-all as well. So even for a man who's been in it all his life, it still excites you, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and we're blessed too to have a, a really nice team representing us too, Greg. 
Yep, you and your son, Nathan. Let's get into them, Mark. And the race that everyone wants to talk about is the Garrard's New Zealand Derby. You have uh, the star two- and three-year-old in Don't Stop Dreaming. Uh, he's come up with a middle barrier draw, and he's come off the back of a performance we don't normally see from him, Mark, and it wasn't uh, his A performance last week. What has pleased you this week, and what has changed to enable the punters to go, OK, I think he can turn the tables on Merlin this time. Yeah, well, we took him up on Monday, Greg, and although there was nothing major wrong, um, uh, Lindsay um, treated him just for some minor things that, that lifted his blood count up a little bit. And um, training through the week had been good, so um, his final run was on Friday, and, and he trained really well. So, you know, I'm pretty confident we're going into this 100%. Um, uh, just just the draws haven't fallen in our favour, and that'll be the only thing that'll be against him. 2,600 metres, he's already proven by winning the Junior Free For All on Cup Day that that staying distance holds no fear, but he is likely, in, in all likelihood, to have to sit outside his arch-rival Merlin. He leads that count 4-2 in the six clashes you've had thus far, and predominantly, Mark, it's been race track and uh, barrier draw related, so whoever landed there first pretty much gets the job done. It won't make it easy today, but you've got a lot of confidence in your guy, haven't you? Well, I have, and um, you know, being a better Salite, he's, he's versatile and he's good over all distances. And uh, like you said, winning the junior free for all over twenty six hundred, we know he's going to go that distance. And uh, you know, if he, if he is if he is bang on, I think it'll be uh, you know, I think we'll be fighting out the finish. All right, it's going to be a great derby. Sooner the better's in there, along with a string of other very handy three year olds. It's just these two. Uh, have stood out right from uh, their early two-year-old days. Let's leave the derby there, go on to some of the other Group 1 races. I might even go to the next race with Oscar Bonavina, the last race on the program. We've got a $50,000 guaranteed quaddy there today. And, uh, well, Oscar's in, I'm not going to say career best form, because he's, he's had a, a an amazing four-year-old uh, year. Then he went basically into the wilderness. But, Mark, he, he, he surely hasn't gone better than what he is or has in his last couple, winning the Dominion, then winning the Green Mile by 10 lengths. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he's in he's in super form and come through the Green Mile really well and it was good just to get that run into him on the grass too. And, uh, <clears throat> of course, this week's been, everything's gone well with him and, uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, played with off and on with unsoundness, but at the moment he seems really sound and in a, in a very good place. You and Nathan came up with the plan to pre-race warm him. Effectively, since you've done that, um, he's gone to the next level. Was that just about his old joints and getting them warmed up and making him feel a lot better in, in his body, Mark? Is, is that what is that the box that's been ticked by doing that? Yes, yeah, it was Nathan's idea. Greg, he, he uh, started it. I was in Auckland at the time, but he did it uh, one night down here at Addington and... Uh, I think he came out and won that night, so we've done it ever since. But it does seem to, um, yeah, it does seem to sort of loosen him up, and and when you yeah, and you know the difference when you come out uh, for your race that um, he, he is feeling better and, and feeling really good. Mark, it's a tricky draw. Um, there's a bit of speed to your inside. Majestic Man's the most logical of those. But when you've got him in this sort of form, you've got options, haven't you? You just see how things unfold when the gate uh, unfolds. Yeah, that's right, Greg. Um, yeah, predominantly he's um, he's probably better coming from behind, but 
you know, on a distance like this, the, you know, the options are there to go forward as well. Um, certainly, if it was, if it was longer, 2,600 or two miles, you'd be looking for cover. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's pretty versatile as far as what you could do with him over a short distance. All right, big team in for you today. I think there's 12 or 13 of them there. We'll whip through the others. Look to the stars. I see you put the half hobbles on him. He goes round in race two, no doubt about the ability. Just the manners let him down sometimes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so uh, you know whether he's coming to the end of it or not, I'm not sure, Greg. But um, I felt a couple of mistakes he made last time he shouldn't have. But he's trained good in the half hobbles this week, and you know if we can just hold them together in the early part of the race, he should be fine. And uh, um, you know, a couple of the better horses aren't aren't there too. So uh, you know if he does does trot all the way, he'd be right in the finish. Couple of smart two-year-olds. One's come a long way in the last month. We walk by faith. The other major hot has had a pretty busy season, having had the 13 runs. But let's start with we walk by faith. Uh, he's got gate speed. He can stay. He's by better's delight. He's got plenty of breeding about him, and he looks to be in the zone, Mark. Yes, yeah. He's a horse that's just improved, improved all the way through. He's taken time, but he's. Uh since he's um, started this campaign, he, he's got better all the way through. So handy draw and, and good gate speed. I think um, Nathan will probably have to nurse his horse a little bit early, I would think, just looking at the replays of him. So, um, you know, hopefully the front's there and he'll take a lot of beating. All right, what about Major Hot? He has had a busy season, but he's handled it with great aplomb and he, he actually probably went his best race when winning at Timaru last time because he did a bit of work there. Yes, he did. He and, and Blair asked him to run from the 800, so it was quite a good effort, I thought. Uh, only just one, but uh, still a good effort to do it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, only a small field, and we know he's got gate speed too, so just just whatever Blair does, uh, it'll be the right decision, and, and um, only a small field, so, um, yeah, you'd think he'd be right thereabouts too. All right, a couple of really nice fillies in the KB Electrics, Ace of Hearts, High Step, and we can have it all. High Step has done the most of her racing in Australia, including winning a Redwood, and we can have it all was the Young Guns winner. Two pretty nice horses, Mark. Yeah, two very nice fillies. Um, yeah, and they've come back from Australia and, and been in good shape too, so um, they've gone on from there, and, and they come into the race you know, very, very well. They're both trotting excellent, so... Uh, yeah, both both good chances. All right. What about the gear change on high step, putting the blinds on her? Yeah, well, she's so laid back, Greg. So um, yeah, we've just just been working her in the blinds, and she seems to it just seems to lift her a little bit and have her a little bit more focused. All right. What what do we think is the much between the pair? Is the barrier going to favour your drive high step? Um, there's not much between them. Um, yeah, she, she's a little bit better off in the draw than we can have it all, but in saying that, Greg, we can have it all. has got good gate speed, and if Blair decides to use that, he'd be probably cross most of them before the first turn. All right, Blair drives a more infidia. We'll uh, hear from him a little bit later on about her chances. She looks a good staying filly uh, in the Oaks. Just while we're on that, you want to give us a quick update on Millwood Nike and uh, what her prognosis is now that there's been a couple of days and you've probably had a chance to scan the tendon? Yes, we've had the chance to scan it, and she's got a 10% tear there in the tendon, Greg. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to wait and rescan in 10 days. And uh, and just see if there's any changes to that. Um, probably, probably that it will 
be a little bit more than that, but just depending on how significantly more it is uh, will be the decision whether we retire her or whether we give her another, uh, you know, put her into a rehabilitation system and, and try her again. Okay, so uh, the initial thoughts, Mark, you were hoping, obviously, it wasn't too serious, but it, it, it is quite a serious injury. Uh, not, well, a 10%'s not too bad. It's, it's um, you know, good prognosis for it to re- return to racing on that, but it just, um, right. there's always changes. You know, the next scan will, will tell us exactly where we are, and as I say, if, if, um, if it doesn't increase a lot more than that, I think that probably we'll be um, giving her another chance to make a comeback. All right, great to, to get that update, Mark. Appreciate that. You've got self-assured going around in the Group 3, the Summer Cup. Um, he was fantastic in the free-for-all. What have you done with him since? Yeah, well, we just kept ticking away with him, Greg, and, uh, you know, he's he's very, very well. He's, uh, he's sort of thriving, back thriving again, and, um, you know, he's, he's going to be hard. Um, beach ball's going to be the one to beat there, but, you know, and he... He's got to be hard anyway on his, on his um, free-for-all form. Can High Energy win the Trotting Derby? Um, she's going to need a little bit of luck, Greg, but uh, she's certainly better this week than she was last week. And I was, I was actually, look, when I looked, reviewed it and looked at the replay, I was, I was quite happy with her. So she comes into the Oaks, uh, into the Derby today better than last week. And I think, Gauging by that, if she does get the right run, she's she's going to be very hard. Um, I'm not sure about not as promised how how good he is, but uh, I bought him this far, so you've obviously got to respect him. Yep, totally you do. The two fillies, Madrid and Treacherous uh, Baby, can you split them? Both pretty even. Madrid did the work last week, and um, and Treacherous Baby sat on the back and and was and, and ran second and um, Madrid third, but uh, this week it might be the other way around. She, she'd probably find cover Madrid, and I think she'd be better for that. We'll put the pull-down blinds on her because she got a little bit keen racing outside the leader, and that'll help her as well. So uh, I'd, I'd probably favour Madrid if everything being equal. All right, Mark, really appreciate you taking the time out uh, this morning. Massive day for you and Nathan and the entire All-Stars team. We wish you well. Thanks, Greg. All right, that's uh, champion trainer and uh, driver Mark Purden with uh, a massive team in today on Grand Prix Day. Short break for us. On the other side, Southern Man segment. It features a man from the Deep South in uh, Craig Ferguson, but also Zachary Butcher, who's based out of Pukekohe, but has a big part to play today. I'm a Southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the South Yes, it is the Southern Man segment. We've got a bloke who spends a bit of time in the South Island, uh, Zachary Butcher, joining us on the line. Morning to you, Zach. Morning, Gregory. Thanks so much for your time, mate, on a very important day for a number of reasons. We'll, We'll get to the Oaks shortly, but... You spoke to Mark Purden about the Garrard's New Zealand derby and, and what a great clash this is going to be. You must be excited by the way Merlin returned to winning form last week and when the barrier draw came out, it appears to be in your favour. Yeah, 100%. Uh, those two horses um, seems to be whoever finds the fence first generally wins the races. So uh, we're lucky enough to be in a position where we could be the first one there and hopefully make it hard for Mark's one. 
Yeah, the putters have certainly come for you, gone into favouritism now, and uh, the way he won last week. What what was the difference uh, to the way he felt? Because I know speaking to Scotty and to Barry, they stepped his work up and felt that he'd just got away on them a wee bit, hence his junior free-for-all. Well, not failure, but not by his uh, massive standards that he normally lives up to, but... Did he feel like the Merlin that won the derby earlier in the year? Yeah, probably a little bit better, to be fair, Greg. He um, he was a lot sharper. You, you sort of could tell the way he come off the gate. And once he got to the front, you know, they got near him and he was just getting into his uh, rhythm and just got faster and faster. So he's definitely a, a sharper horse than what he was probably six months ago and, and probably stronger as well. So I don't think there'll be any issue with him seeing out the 2-6. And um, like I said, if get to the front, take luck out of the equation, and uh, if he's good enough, he's good enough. All right, so there doesn't seem to be plan B, C, and D, which you'd never give me anyway, but logic <laughs> says that he, when he's big, bold, and strong, and in front, that's where he goes best. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, off his run last week, he's obviously in there, um, right mind frame, and, and he's ready to rock and roll this week. And I know Scotty and Barry are happy, so, yeah, you've got to go out there. He's I think you've got the respect and uh, we've got to make, make the most of our uh, opportunities and, like I said, take luck out of the equation. All right, different day for you today. You rock up not only with a number of Group 1 drives, which is the norm these days for Zachary Butcher, but you rock up with a fifty favourite for a Group 1 tenant engineering New Zealand pacing oaks. Does it change Zach's laid-back nature? <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest, it does. Uh, <laughs> a little bit, but um, everyone's just sort of said, you know, just relax and enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a good spot to be in if you're training one in the Oaks and, and you're a goal different favourite. So rather than letting them you, just go out there and um, enjoy the moment and, and soak it all up. So that's what I'll be doing. Zachary, you've won a couple of these. Cheer the lady and uh, Ideal Bell. So you know what it's like to win an Oaks. She's always given you that feeling, hasn't she? Right from, I know you had some challenges with her, but... Once she got to the racetrack, she always looked a Group 1 quality filly, didn't she? Yeah, she keeps surprising me. You know, each um, run under her, she seems to get better and better, which is a, a nice thing. And obviously, today's the day we want to have her spot on. And uh, all the team at Kentucky have done a great job with her. We're just getting to the races now. And to look at her this morning, and she's a pitcher. So, um, yeah, uh, it's pretty exciting. We're just going to probably hope for a little bit of luck. You know, it's not as easy as going out there and just going up and winning, you know, she's still going to have to do things right and probably just needs an ounce of luck in the running and she, she should be right there. All right, we wish you well uh, with her. Duchess Megxit really interests me going around in a race that I'm really interested in, Zachary. It's the box seat Ace of Diamonds. I'd be more than happy to present the trophy to uh, to you and the Purden Feeling uh, team with her, but she, she's she's really come on and, and they wouldn't bring her unless they thought she could handle this. No, I haven't seen, and, you know, looking at that field, it's a very even crop. You wouldn't say there's one standout in there. Uh, there are a bunch of fillies with the right run. You know, there's six or seven of them that could win that race. So we've got a great draw for her standards. You know, she can just follow them through, and hopefully we get a handy enough run, but she's got speed, and I think if she's anywhere near them at the sort of three or 400, she's got enough speed to round them up. So exciting. Right, um, yeah, she's a, she's very much so. Fan. Yeah. Yeah, she is, and whatever she does on this trip, uh, we might be seeing her back here in a year's time in the race you're trying to win as a trainer as well. Uh, Zach, you've got Evangelist in the first. We'll let you go because you'll be looking to get it organised uh, there. It's a pretty important day for you, mate, so uh, we wish you well, and thank you for your time this morning. 
Thank you very much, Greg. Appreciate it. That's Zachary Butcher, who uh, trains and drives Mantra Blue, the favourite for the Oaks, and drives Merlin, of course, uh, a big chance of taking out the derby. Craig Ferguson has uh, joined us on the line, though. Morning to you, Craig. Morning, Greg. How are you? Yep, I'm well, thank you. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, big day for you, big day for the stable, but also sitting in the bike. So I thought it was an opportune time to uh, to have a chat and get your take on how the week's gone. Have you been happy with the way your team have prepared for today? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't be happier with all of them, really. Um, their work leading in has been really good, so um, it would have been nice to have some better draws today, but as, you know, as far as the horses, they seem really well. All right, Wagstar goes round in the derby. Gee, he's done a great job for you guys, hasn't he? Uh, he's got a big motor. He's often gone forward in his races. He's got barrier eight today, and we all know that he could go out and cross them probably, but it's going to be a stretch over 2,600. What do you say to young driver Mark Hurrell? Do you just let him do his own thing? You guys have discussed it, I'm sure. Yeah, look, I'll probably just leave it to him. Um, we have talked about it a little bit, and, you know, personally, I think... Over 2,600, the, the best option to be, you know, would to um, not do too much early. Um, having drawn where we are, like, it's going to be a tough ask to try and go forward and then sustain that sort of run. So um, I think we'll probably look to go back and then, you know, make our way into the race at some stage. All right. You've done a great job with him, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, as a four-year-old too because he's got a massive motor, hasn't he? He does, yeah. He um he strikes me as the sort of horse too that's probably going to get better um next year. He looks like he's still got a bit of growing to do on that. So I think um you know everything he's done so far is a bonus, and we're going to see the best of him you know next season. All right, we're seeing the best of Smoke and Bandar this campaign. Terrific in the Dominion, second behind Oscar. Uh, prior win was was excellent as uh, well. He's drawn inside second row, but he's got no horse on his outside. So tactically, it's going to be very interesting. Are you happy with the grey flash? Yes, yes. This is probably the happiest I've been with him um, in any of his campaigns. Normally he has a run or two, and then he starts to feel the effects of racing. But um, this time he just seems to be really trotting real sweetly and seems to be um, really sound and happy and his work's been good. So um, as far as, you know, any race we've gone into, sort of third or fourth run in a campaign, this would be the happiest I've been. What do you hope happens? Because obviously Oscar Bonavine is going to be hard to beat, but it's not just him, is it? No, no, it's a, it's a really good um, field, you know, like Majestic Man and those sorts of horses have been there and done it and this is his sort of trip, so... I'm picking he'll go forward and, um, you yeah, know, we'll, we'll have to sum it up early. But, you know, if we could just get a tuck along on the fence, sort of three-pack or something like that, like, um, hopefully they make Oscar work a little bit and, um, you know, it could it could suit us there just doing no work. All right. Some other drives you've got uh, today, Craig, starting in race number four with Lil Whip for your good mate, Regan Todd. Uh, best performance was behind Paramount Kiwi in the Harness Million. Uh, what does she need to do to get a top four finish today? Yeah, she's. Um, I, I drove her the other day and track work for Regan, and um, you know, could not be happier with her. Really, she um, her work's been really good. So she'll just need a good suck along, and um, you know, if she can do no work, and she does have a bit of high speed at the finish. So ideally, if we can just do nothing and, and get a bit of a crack at them, you know, top of the straight, she could um, could run on and finish with them. Treacherous Gal's already won an Oaks, the Southland Oaks, so the 2,600 metres should hold no fear. And 
I thought she's been going okay. If she got the right sort of run, she's not out of this, is she? No, no, she's not. Um, her last start, we had a few steering difficulties, and um, we're in the week. Um, Regan's made a couple of changes, and she seems to be back to her best. So um, I, I, I drove her from again the other day, and um, she's sort of working pretty similar to how she was sort of before the Southland Oaks. Um, so yeah, she she's a horse that will need you know, things to go her way. But if we had good luck and a couple of those better ones had bad luck, she certainly wouldn't be out of it. All right. Maybe your best drive we've left to last, Louis girl. She couldn't have gone any better at Addington last week. Yeah, I was super happy with her last week. Um, she's just a lovely wee filly and she's been doing a really good job and she seems to have good manners and, um, and a will to win. So I was hoping for a better draw with her, um, obviously from out wide there, we're probably going to have to go back and try and save her for one run, but she does have high speed that, you know, it, it, would not, it wouldn't surprise me if she, um, you know, was able to pick them up. Hey, Craig, it's an exciting day for you. Uh, well done getting a couple of horses to these Group 1 races. Uh, it's a big part of your development as a horseman, and uh, we appreciate you coming on Trot's Talk this morning. Yeah, thanks very much, Craig. All right, there he is, Craig Ferguson from the Deep South as part of uh, the Southern Man segment. Uh, still to come on Trot's Talk, we will catch up with Samantha Otley, talk to her about that milestone that she was able to achieve, and we'll also talk to Blair Orange, the country's leading reinsman, about his chances on Grand Prix Day. We're not too far away from the first. It does go at 20 minutes past 12. You're with Trot's Talk. Welcome back into Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. For everything you need to know harness racing-wise, go to hrnz.co.nz, and that includes, of course, the big preview of today's Grand Prix meeting. Before we get to our next guest, this is what she achieved last week, becoming the first ever female driver to go past 700 wins. Coming for home, Sunny Libby, the leader. A length to spare on Page. Holly Highlander will get the inside run shortly from Lilmus Muscles. Leader found a kick, Sunny Libby. A length away, Page. Holly Highlander far side runs on, then spells of love from Lilmus Muscles. Leader, Sunny Libby. Holly Highlander revving up the far side. Sunny Libby ahead to Holly Highlander, who's running on strongly, then spells of love. Still Sunny Libby. Holly Highlander trying to reach him. Sunny Libby. Holly Highlander. They hit it very close. Desperately close, in fact, between Sunny Libby and Holly Highlander. Fourth in between Emily and also... So history made a week ago at the Methven meeting by Samantha Rotley, who's very kindly joined us this morning. Uh, morning to you, Sam. Good morning, Greg. Congratulations on last week. Uh, I know you're not really a milestone type of person, but to be the first to go past 700 must have felt pretty cool. Yeah, most definitely, Greg. Um, yeah, you're probably right in saying that I'm not a, a big goal setter, but um, yeah, I'm just happy chipping away, you know, driving winners here and there when I can. But um, yeah, to be the first to do it is um, something um, pretty special to me. When you think about some of the other female drivers, and some of them have paved the way for someone like you, Nikki Chilcott, who you went past uh, earlier this year in terms of overall wins, um, Natalie Rasmussen, who since coming to New Zealand has uh, set a pretty high standard. Um, Michelle Wallace has been a very good uh, leader of, of the female uh, revolt, I suppose, in many ways in harness racing because uh, before they came along, it wasn't the norm. These days, the likes of you, Sarah O'Reilly, 
uh, Cherie Tomlinson, the list goes on and on. It, it, it's sort of the norm now, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've said a few times, um, there's just so many more females getting out there and, um, you know, kicking goals and, and doing great things, you know, and we're it's sort of a sport that they sort of was male-dominated, but it, it's sort of certainly swinging the other way and um, females are certainly holding their own, if not doing better in, at times. Sam, you're not a goal setter, but now you've got to 700. A thousand's probably not that far away, although you sort of average 50, 60 round that mark uh, each and every season, sometimes uh, a few more. So there is a possibility in the next five years that's on the cards. Yeah, something I, I don't look look to. Like a thousand seems just a massive number and so far away. But, um, you know, a few people have said that and said you'll, you'll do it. But... um. You know, for the next one, just 800, and, yeah, when you tick that one off, then I'll be wrapped. All right, long way since uh, Nigel Paul got things uh, underway for your mum uh, all those years ago. Uh, let's talk about today, because it is a big race day at Addington, over a million dollars in stakes, and your best chance is for a stable you don't get too many opportunities with, but they've really given you a chance with this filly, Madrid, that is the all-stars of Mark and Nathan Purden, and, gee, she hasn't let you down, has she? No, no, she um, certainly hasn't. Uh, really neat little wee filly that sort of just probably got better each time I've driven her. She, she's got a few wee tri- tricks, but um, they've certainly ironed those out. And last start, um, she paced really good, and I was really, really happy with her. They said she should improve a lot off that run, so that's always promising. And um, like you say, you, you can't underestimate them when you put those colours on. They're just super, super trainers, and um, they'll have the horse bang on for today. She's already been Group 1 place. That was on show day behind our Shangri-La in the sires and then a terrific run from her last week too when beaten by Louis Girl, but she was brave. I see they've made the gear change of the sliding blinds going on. Is that just to keep her concentrating uh, at the back end of the race? Yeah, most definitely. Um, like I said, they changed a wee bit of gear last start and um, she was sort of just putting in a few wee funny steps early. Um two starts ago and they put the blinds on to get her right on the job which that did the trick and um, yeah she's probably just a little bit too keen so um, yeah to see that gear change I was pretty happy to see that because she sort of will be good early and then yeah later on at the business end when we need her sharp I'd say they'll be really really good for her. All right what about barrier six it's a little bit no man's land with her isn't it? It is really but um, yeah I haven't spoke to Mark and Nathan yet I'll obviously do that today at the races but yeah, we've got two high-speed ones inside us. Obviously, uh, Treacherous Love and our Shangrilana, they, they got out really hot last start. So hopefully, um, you know, there's a bit of speed and it's a true run race. And um, I know how quick my little girl is. And, you know, you don't underestimate the other ones in it too, like Louis Gill and obviously Mark's other one, Treacherous Baby, was fast too. So, um, yeah, it is a little bit of a niggly draw, but um, she's certainly got options and, and she's pretty versatile. Yeah, very even feel going around in the box seat, Ace of Diamonds. I'd be more than happy if you were able to take it out, Samantha. So we wish you well with Madrid. couple of other drives on the day. Major talk in the first. Loves Addington. No reason why he can't be competitive. Yeah, same again. We drew, drew the six alley, so it's a little bit of a no-man's-land draw. Again, there's, there's a wee bit of speed inside him, but um, he can be very, very quick off the gate too, and... Again, he's got options, you know, he can 
he's he's been a front runner as we know and won plenty of times from in front, but he can he is good off the back of them too. So it's sort of he just needs a bit of luck in running like most, but with the right um run it suck into it or, you know, the right run, he, he could be an each way show on that for sure. All right, that's the only uh, non-group race of the day, race number one. But you've got Tokyo Rose uh, going around in the Pacing Oaks, uh, short way home, inside second row on the markers. But she probably needs to lift a wee bit. Uh, yeah, a wee bit. Her last start actually run probably didn't look as good, but it was a, not a very good drive by myself. I put my hand up there and, um, yeah, pulled the wrong rein a few times. Um, she actually felt super at me from there on the grass. But, yeah, like you say, in a, in a hot field like this, she's, she's going to need luck and... She's probably drawn, you know, to be on the fence and shortcuts. And if she runs home and, you know, runs top five or something, we'll be wrapped. I see the boss has taken the reins on Paramount Lady um, again. And, uh, look, we know she's got the got the motor to be competitive. What do you think her chances are in race number four? Yeah, she, she's a lovely trotter, um, you know, in the making. She's probably not a natural two-year-old. So what she's done um, this prep has been real good because she's, she's a big, tall, lanky girl and, Time's certainly going to be her friend, but I was really happy with her last start. Her manners were super, and, you know, she, she was sort of in amongst them and a bit of hustle and bustle, and she never looked like putting a foot wrong. So she's certainly going in the right direction, but, um, yeah, great bunch of trotters. The fillies are sort of probably better than the boys this season, I feel. So she, she just needs the right run, but she certainly won't disappoint if she does everything right. Yeah, hey, thanks so much for your time this morning. Congratulations again on the milestone last week and uh, all the very best on Grand Prix Day today, Samantha. Yes, no, thanks very much, Greg. All right, that's uh, Sam Otley there taking us through her chances today but also taking the time out to talk to us about that uh, terrific milestone. Short break for us here on uh, Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz. Welcome back into Trot's Talk, about to talk to the country's leading rainsman, Blair Orange, who's kindly joined us on this very big day at Addington, where there's a little bit overcast, but it is clearing, Blair, and while this track should be uh, in perfect order, really, what's happening uh, around the stable this morning? Just getting yourself ready, I suppose. Yeah, morning, Greg. Um, yeah, pretty quiet morning, mate. We've had a couple of busy days on the road with uh, Wingatui Friday and Geraldine yesterday, so I've had a bit of a sleep in today, and... Yeah, I haven't uh, ventured over the stables this morning. I'll leave that to the staff, and, uh, yeah, I'll just cruise in shortly. All right, let's talk about some of these big Group 1 drives that you do have today. Um, I want to concentrate on the trotter We Can Have It All. Goes round in race number four. Uh, she's immensely talented, this daughter of Volstead. I know in the chats I've had with you that you've been looking forward to getting her to this race, and... Well, she hasn't got the perfect draw, but she's got a big motor, hasn't she? Yeah, that's right, Greg. I've always had a bit of time for this girl, and, uh, you know, she's got better and better as time's gone on, and her win in Auckland was good, and uh, her run for third the other day and uh, at Ashburton was, you know, fresh up, was a very nice run. So, yeah, she's got barrier nine, Greg, but she's got the ability to overcome it. The hardest to beat will obviously be Empire City from the Phil Williamson barn, but Mark and Nathan also have high step in it. From gate number eight, um, have you had any thoughts around how it might pan out, or is it more a case with these young trotters particularly uh, that you just have to see what unfolds when the gate unfolds? Most definitely, Greg. Well, um, you know, we won't be going in with the mindset of going backwards. Uh, yeah, Empire City's definitely got the right draw, Um but in saying that, as you said, you know, 
anything can happen with these babies. So, yeah, we'll go in positive and definitely be going forward early and making a mind up of what's happening inside us. All right, the race before that is the better vet ace of spades for the two-year-olds. And, again, you drive for the All-Stars in this in major hot. Got the job done at uh, Timaru last time, and, and it was a pretty solid performance, wasn't it? It was a good effort, Greg. Yeah, they run a 55-half, and we made our own luck down the back and sat outside the leader and, you know, managed to, to wear him down. So he is a better horse coming off the back of him, but uh, small field. Uh, obviously, Nathan Williamson's one was very good last start and and also was the other Purden runner. So, no, he's definitely a top three chance, Greg. It's just a shame it's such a small field, so it could be a tactical affair. All right, you have seen Plenty of Dreams Are Free because you're a frequent flyer in the southern region. What have you made of him? Do you think he'll have the ring craft to uh, go with We Walk By Faith, who is the favourite, and, of course, your drive major hot? Does does he give you the impression, and obviously his breeding would suggest, that he's going to get to the top? Yeah, look, Nathan's horse is very good, Greg, and, you know, from what I've done in its last victory, uh, it takes some effort to do that, and... Uh, yeah, my guy's got a lot of high speed early, and as does the uh, Mark's horse inside me. So whether Nathan's just looking to be a bit cautious early after the break last week, uh, we'll, we'll see after 20 yards. But uh, yeah, it's probably a race we're going to have to chance our arm early anyway. On to the Tennant Engineering New Zealand Pacing Oaks. Jimmy Tennant, of course, uh, well, you might have even played against him. Maybe he was slightly earlier than you in your career, Blair, rugby league-wise, but great to have him supporting uh, the New Zealand Oaks. And just incidentally, it's a 30-year celebration at Addington today of the Canterbury side. You were probably at this game that uh, demolished a star-studded Auckland team at uh, the showgrounds 30 years ago today. So there'll be a few faces, a few you know, like Fedu Tawa and Mark Nixon and Logan Edwards on track today uh, cheering you home, mate. So that's that'll be a special occasion for them. Yeah, for sure. I've uh, actually had a couple of messages from the boys and, and one being one Mark Nixon. So, yeah, hopefully we uh, we see them and don't hear them. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. Uh, you're aboard Amora Infidia in that Oaks, and she's she's quite a nice filly, this. Obviously, Millwood Nike, the shock scratching of her on Thursday coming out, has changed the complexion of this race, and you have drawn uh, wide off the back row, but she she appears to be quite a nice staying filly, so I don't think the distance will worry her. No, I think she'll relish the 2,600, Greg, and the draw won't be too much of concern. I think, you know, obviously Mantra Blue now stands out, but if you take her out, it's a very open affair. So, you know, the Stonewall runners have drawn handy to put themselves in the right spot early, and, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting race, to be honest, but, um, you know, advanced party's been going well, so... I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if this girl run a, run a cheeky race and, you know, run top four. All right. She's certainly uh, a nice top four chance going around in the Oaks today is Amora Infidia. And just having a look at her top four price, go to tab.co.nz. You can get $2.80 for her to run in the top four. So a nice uh, price around her. Uh, Derby-wise, create time. Umming and ahhing, I suppose, both you and Ken were as to whether... He would take a shot at the Derby, but he's there. He goes around uh, in that feature race number seven today, the King of the North New Zealand Trotting Derby. Yeah, he's uh, taken some big steps in a short time, Greg, and uh, he probably just hasn't quite got the the, the mental ability or, or that to uh, to just really test the Derby field just yet, but the ability's there. Um, 
we, we did chuck him in in the end, Greg, and, uh, you know, he's going to go to the paddock after today. So, you know, we'll take our shot. We put him on the unruly as he just can't handle that early bustle just yet. But, um, no, time's going to be his friend. So hopefully he does things right and he um, puts himself in the race for the owners. All right, Sporty Miss is your drive in race number eight, the Ace of Diamonds for the two-year-old fillies. Inside second row draw for her. Perfect for her, Greg. She, uh, you know, she's a, a few lengths below the better one, so uh, she wouldn't take the shortcuts and hope for the best. And you haven't got the barrier draw to work with with Coney Island Lou for the Dalgetty team, although you've won this race before with the mighty Krug. And with Sheriff. Yeah. For that matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got the outside marble, Greg, and uh, you know I think his run his run last week showed that he's just not quite up to the ability of of the Merlins and the Don't Stop Dreamings and sooner the betters. So uh, he's another one that's probably going to be long odds and have to drive for a lot of luck. All right, you're on Mystic Max in the last, the Livermore New Zealand trotting free for all. Uh, comes up with a nice barrier draw. Just not too sure where he's at, and it's always a difficult year, the four year old year for the better three-year-olds to uh, to step into free-for-all company. Yes, he's won at Kaikoura. He won their feature trot there. And he was fourth last week in the uh, in the Green Mile, but it, it wasn't a, a standout performance by his normal high standards, was it? No, and it wasn't actually an outstanding drive either, to be honest, Greg. I was a little angry with myself after that race. Um, I should have pressed forward early, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, more my fault than the horse's fault at Methven, but... Um, and saying that, it is, you know, he's taken some big steps against the bigger boys for his first time, and, you know, he's handling it okay. Um, can he beat Oscar Bonavina? No, I don't think so. But um, we've given it a go, Greg, and, uh, yeah, just, I know I'll drive him better today than what I did last week. All right, there's plenty of uh, each-way chances on your card, not a standout in terms of the markets. What do you think is your best, the country's leading driver? What's your best on Grand Prix day today? Uh, I'll probably have to go with the trotter, Greg. Um, I know it's got a bad marble and a couple of nice ones inside me, but as I say, I do have a lot of time for this one, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. All right, we can have it all. Race four at number eight, nice on the each way uh, for tab.co.nz, 550 and $2.10. Always appreciate your time on the show, Blair. Go well. Cheers, Greg. Thanks, mate. So a big thank you to not only Blair Orange, but all of our guests today. Mark Purden taking us through the enormous team here. Nathan have in. Zachary Butcher, who's got a massive day, including the drive on Merlin and the Garrard's New Zealand Derby, but also Mantra Blue and the Tenant Engineering New Zealand Oaks. Training and driving, a hot favourite for a Group 1 race. It's a different position than he's been in. We caught up with Samantha Rotley about uh, her chances and also Craig Ferguson. A big thank you to him. A big day out for him too. Massive day at Addington Raceway. Get involved there. First goes at 20 minutes past 12. Eight Group 1 races for you to bet on. All the best with your punting at Addington today. That's been Trot's Talk. I'll catch you next week where I'll be at uh, the Inter-Dominion Grand Final. Well, it'll be on Saturday night. We'll wrap it up on the Sunday.